right, and we're back for another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. If you get a chance, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you can. It really, truly helps us out. And of course, if you get a chance as well on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel, you can check out our great stuff, including our 200th episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos, which you can hear this week on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. It's already out, so it's already ready for you. Plus, also, we've got some great interviews for the Lakers Fast Break, the Super BS Gamescast, and so much more right there on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel. Or you can hear more great episodes coming down the line for Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We were just waiting for things to start kicking off. And, well, we've had some news recently. Not too much news, but it was a big one. And it came down yesterday as Cam Newton. We've all been wondering where he was going to sign. We've all been wondering if he was going to be healthy enough to sign. Well, both those questions were answered when New England yesterday signed him to a one-year deal worth up to around $7 million if he hits all the incentives. Here today to talk about that because there's really not much, again, going on because there's so much fear and trepidation going on because of the coronavirus. And if there is going to be an NFL season, He's a good man indeed. You got to follow what he's doing today at Chris Sell Sports on Twitter. He's got his podcast as well with his son. You got to check out. It is a good man indeed from Inside Sports. It is Chris Sardieri. And Chris, I'm telling you, my friend, it's good to have you back. But I'm so glad I didn't get you involved in the fantasy league that Jason Dutch and I are involved in. A big hoss from Voice from the Underground because that is a keeper league that was... 30 rounds, I think, 30-some-odd rounds, and it took over two weeks to finally finish. Wow. Well, Gerald, thank you. It's great to be back. Thanks for the kind words. That sounds exhausting, just coming out of your mouth, so I can only imagine what it, it was really was. like. It <laughs> was. I, I, my suggestion, you know, there's some great guys in the group. It's part of the Jock and Nerd podcast group that's out there. Some great guys and great people part of it. But my advice, if you're going to do a keeper league, I've done them before in the past, but cut it down to 15 players. 15 players, you leave a lot more open for some maneuvering down the road. Just just throwing it out there. If you got a keeper league out there and you go ahead, and especially if you're doing it online and people are all around the country trying to go ahead and make picks and you're going to be like us where it's extending that much, do yourself a favor shorten up those rosters because you know when when you're getting down to it and you're picking players who probably won't even make their teams or any teams in the nfl it really doesn't make sense to keep picking at that point in time yeah completely agree and that's in a normal year think about now where we might not even have training camps start on time we don't know who's in shape who's not there's so many questions on top of what a typical fantasy year would present Exactly. There's so many different variables right now. And this is something you and I, next time we go on air, we're going to talk about extensively is, you know, the prospects of the season going forward with the coronavirus out there, because as everyone knows, and you know, I'm sure you watch the news. I'm sure you hear the news. I'm sure you see the news and read the news. Their coronavirus in virtually every state in the United States is going up. It's trending up and it's not trending in a good direction. 
And it's something that is going to be of great concern to all the sports leagues. Major League Baseball, which is trying to start up at the end of July. The NBA, which is trying to do the same thing. Even in the bubble, there is great concern in Orlando for that. The NHL, which is rumored to be coming here to Vegas, which I'm very excited about. That is even with the number of players that tested positive last week in as far as testing is concerned, that could be an issue as far as if that's actually going to come to fruition, a league here centered in Las Vegas. So it, just right now, a lot of questions, you know, and the NFL was, was such a larger amount of players involved because you're what over 50 men to a team, just the, so many variables to concern when it considers how you're going to combat this virus and how you're going to go ahead and pull off, an NFL schedule. Absolutely. And when you, you figure too, with if it is 53 guys in a locker room, uh, just think how much quicker that can spread. What do you do then if one team loses 10 guys on a Saturday before the game? How do you account for that? There's really no bubble in the NFL, whereas in the NBA, you've got smaller rosters and Silver's trying to do as, as much as possible to contain it all at this, this compound down in Orlando. Um, a lot remains to be seen. I mean, I, I heard some teams are talking about could they potentially have fans in the stands at fifteen to 20,000 when you're going to have other states like here in California, potentially in Nevada where you live in Vegas or the, uh, the New Jersey teams or um, even some of the ones in Florida that, that can't field fans. How are they going to handle that? So there's just there's so much going on. I think we were on a course where everyone thought, all right, this is letting up some. We could sneak in the MLB. Uh, games, NBA in a compound, same with the NHL, but the NFL has skated by, but I, part of me feels like they've got the most question marks at this point. They, they can't even get off the ground and lay out a plan of attack. And if they are going to go ahead and do it right now, unless it gets pushed back, like college football has been talking about doing it in the spring, they might need to push it back to the spring of 2021 as well. This is something that I think they need to seriously think about going forward. They're, you're you're right. They're, they're, you know, with Goodell and the NFL pushing ahead, full steam ahead is is something I wouldn't be surprised at. But as we're seeing right now with the NBA, I mean, they're having training camps. They're not they're not even in Orlando yet, and they're already closing down centers where they're based at. In you know, for some of the teams like Denver and Brooklyn and whatnot, closing those down because the fact that these outbreaks, small as they are, are beginning to happen. Absolutely. And and the trend is going up that way. It's not like these are some um, rogue cases that are going on. It's going throughout the country. It's not isolated to certain areas like the New York tri-state area. We're seeing these pockets. And I think the scariest thing is the, the asymptomatic cases where you have no signs of it whatsoever, but you can still pass it. So, uh, yeah, just... As a society as a whole, you've got to be concerned, but um, I try not to be cynical, but if, if any of these leagues can complete even a shortened season, I'd be happy, but I'd also be amazed at this point in time. You and I both, my friend, but the next time we're on, we're going to discuss that in greater detail. But right now on the front page for fans out there of the NFL and for fantasy football fans as well, Cam Newton signed over the weekend with New England Patriots on a one-year deal. My first question to you is, if New England's looking at them, which you and I, well, we kind of, I don't say we guessed it or we called it, but we kind of surmised that that would probably be a 
decent landing spot for Cam Newton. I mean, obviously it looks like Cam Newton has passed his physicals and should be somewhat ready to go if and when we do get a season started. Yeah, and I, I think at the end of the day, the Patriots or the Jaguars made the most sense. I think Patriots more, but you just never know the X factors. Belichick, what is he going to do? Uh, yet again, in his uh, his dark side of the force way, he waited it out perfectly, snuck it in on the same day. The Patriots got slapped with a fine and uh, uh, returning the third round draft pick for uh, their quote unquote film crew illegally taping a. Bengals Browns game this past year but oh uh, by the way we're signing Cam Newton on a Sunday evening Eastern time and then too they they got him on the cheap I know the number thrown around was something like 7.5 million but that includes incentives I mean the salary cap hit is minuscule if anything I, I think there's a lot of upside and you say yeah if he stays healthy well if any quarterback at his age stays healthy you're happy the thing with him is the coming off of major surgeries first the shoulder then the foot uh, I guess they think he's healed enough, but at, at the end of the day, uh, I'll take a uh, maybe not 100% Cam Newton MVP physical-wise uh, over a Jared Stidham. What do you think? I would. I mean, you and I were voicing about this, you know, the last time we broached the subject of Cam Newton is the fact that we thought he has – I mean, he's a, he was an NFL MVP, for goodness sakes. He has a skill – even at 31, and he's just getting started. As you know, NFL quarterbacks are now going 40 years and beyond. He definitely has a lot more left in the tank if he can just get healthy enough. I think that with the potential layoff or the potential delay in the NFL season that might be appearing on the horizon, and I'm not saying anything I know or anything I see. I'm just I'm just reading the tea leaves, as I as they say, as best I can. I think that he should have plenty of time to be effective enough, not only to learn Belichick's system, but also to go ahead and be healthy enough to be at least at the beginning of the season or close to it, be productive enough to go ahead and easily get that starter position. I mean, there's no way he should be put behind Jared Stitham if he's at all healthy. Completely agree. And I think too, even if Cam's not as fleet of foot as he once was during his, uh, his peak of his late twenties, the guy is incredibly more mobile than Tom Brady was the past few years. So I think for McDaniels and Belichick, you have that aspect too. Not that he's going to run, but that he can move around. Maybe you roll him out some, maybe if you need him to run, he can. Brady was just basically, uh, it reminded me of Eli Manning back there. It was almost like a statue throwing. You weren't going to get anything out of him. So I think too, that adds another aspect to that offense that might make things interesting. Again, Big picture, the thing the Patriots have to address is their wide receiver court. Do they stay healthy? Do they have enough receivers? That's going to be the age-old problem, regardless of who's quarterbacking the team in 2020. Because that's part of the reason right there that the New England Patriots didn't go as far as they were expected to do so last year is because of the fact they just didn't have enough offensively to surround Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, to me, it just looks like at this point, I don't think they've fully solved the problem. But I'm hoping that for New England's Patriots fans out there, and I know there are many out there that love the Patriots, that at least for them, they'll get a team that's going to have enough diversions at both the running back and the wide receiver position. I just never know. Because Tom Brady was able to go ahead and, I don't know, let's say uh, up the level of the surrounding offense just by his play. 
I don't know if Cam Newton can do that. I'm hoping a, a fresh Cam Newton can do that if he comes in there, at least to go ahead and show off to people that he should have been picked up right away for free agency. This is something you and I, uh, like I said, we, we're just mystified why Cam Newton was still out there. I still am uh, just mystified why he was not picked up sooner. And I, I, I'm just, I'm rooting for him, not necessarily for the Patriots, because I'm not a Patriots fan per se, but I don't bash or hate the Patriots. I'm just, I'm kind of indifferent when it comes to them. But when it comes to Cam Newton, I'm a fan of his. I appreciate what he's done for the league. And I think for him, I would like to see a success story going forward for him because I think he deserves it. I agree. My my son, Dom, you mentioned earlier, we have the uh, Domination Sports Nation podcast. He's uh, a big Cam Newton fan. I personally have had him in fantasy a few times and one year he paid off for me. Uh, last year when I took him in the later rounds, he was a bust, but uh, all in all, I think he's an exciting player to watch, even from a fantasy perspective. Um, I think in previous years he was a uh, he was a good to his owners. So from that perspective, I'd like to see him do well. I think, and we outlined this at the time, he was purely a victim of the pandemic. I just think teams were so locked down at that point in the spring that they couldn't get in front of him to look at him. I mean, the the rumor was the Dolphins had to kind of sneak a doctor in to just look at Tua Tungavailoa coming off a major surgery and he was a what 21 year old college player i think all in all it's gonna work out for the patriots i i think because the the dollar amount is not substantial and i think there's more upside than anything now do i think they're a super bowl contender no but again they play in the afc east and at the end of the day would you rather have a healthy cam newton if that's the case or a third year josh allen with a lot of question marks that's true or jared sitham for that matter but I want to ask you this, my friend, before we go ahead and delve into the doghouse before we head on out, and that is for fantasy owners. You know he's going to rise quickly. Uh, obviously, he won't be picked in the 20th round, which I think was what he was in our league by none other than I think it was Jason Dutch himself picked, picked him because he was still a free agent at that point in time. I think he's obviously going to rise up draft boards. Is he going to rise up too quick or is he going to rise up beyond what his level of expectation should be? I think so. I think he's going to be moved up to possibly even like a fifth, a sixth, a seventh rounder. And I, for that, I'm saying, whoa, I, I think right now he's a good QB2 option. He's not a great QB2 option, I think, at this point until I see more from his receivers more from his running backs and also his health as well. So I'd, I'd say he's a he's a pretty good QB2. I wouldn't start him yet as a QB1 if you're in a 10 or 12 team league yet. I would see what, what you're going to get from him first as far as his health and his numbers and how he fits in that offense before you go ahead and bump him in that slot. So according, I think you should draft worry about that and when you draft him and draft him accordingly. Don't go reaching too high on Cam Newton at this point in time. Yeah, I completely agree. That's exactly what I thought. And we're, we'll talk about this in future episodes. Every fantasy team nowadays needs a quality backup quarterback just because of the injury effect. Now heading into a COVID NFL world, I would argue you've got to have two quality quarterbacks because what if your starter, never mind gets hurt, what if he gets infected and gets quarantined for 14 days? And I think Cam Newton can be a good option. I think, too, if you've got a solid number one quarterback, maybe you didn't reach on him or take him too high. 
not necessarily a middle of the pack guy, but you know, I, I had Kyler Murray last year. I had him. I think a lot of people are going to like him this year. So I don't know if you get him. Let's say you have someone like a, uh, oh, I don't know, just throw some names out there, like a Kirk Cousins or an Aaron Rodgers who will put up numbers but aren't elite. I think Cam Newton's a good alternative as a backup because, too, he's got upside. If he does start and he's healthy and he gets in the groove and the Patriots go on a run, you never know. You may be able to plug him in or use him as trade bait at some point during the season. So I agree with that approach. Definitely not a first-round pick, and I think, too, we don't have a preseason or a shortened preseason and he's not going to get reps or beat writers aren't going to have how he is physically to report back to the rest of us waiting so anxiously there's still that x factor of is he in game shape and that's the thing so i would say right now and you can let us know at isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or as well inside sports ff right there on twitter if you want to go ahead and just let us know your thoughts on Cam Newton. Go ahead and do so, or at Chris L Sports, or me at Pop Culture Cosmo on Twitter, about what your feeling is on Cam Newton. I still think right now, conservatively, 15 to 20. I would put him in that 15 to 20 range, closer to around 18 or 19 option as far as quarterback is concerned. I would not start thinking about him until about the ninth or 10th round. That's just me. It's just what I'm thinking. I don't know. How about you, my friend? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking some point of the, the lower teens kind of came to mind. I don't know why, like a 17, 18, when I initially thought about it and sat down and looked at the quarterbacks in front of him. I think that's a fair assessment. Now, people now, if they're drafting, and I don't know why you would, but that's a side note, may tend to, to inflate his draft value. But I think as we go on, and even let's say that training camp does start in August, like they're planning on it, I think as the reality sets in, you'll see, hey, uh, he's a compelling story, but I don't think he's worth taking a risk on it at certain points in the draft. So uh, I, I think that's definitely safe to say. Now, you compare him to someone like a Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, I think he's better than him. He's definitely got more upside. He's physically, even coming off of surgeries, in better shape, and uh, I, I think the offense will be tailored for him there. Now, that that's not the greatest comparison, but there are worse quarterbacks you could get as a number two to have in fantasy football. But just you wait, my friend, once you start getting into drafts and once I start getting into regular non dynasty drafts and all that, <laughs> that don't take two weeks. Once I get into more normalized drafts, I think you and I both are going to be seeing Cam Newton being reached upon and taking a lot higher. Now I'm hoping wrong. I hope he does produce at a level that's commensurate to what he was you know, at or near his peak. I'm really rooting for the guy. But I'm telling you right now, I think a lot of people are going to go ahead and start reaching for him. So if he falls to you right around the ninth or 10th round, then you can start looking out for him. Then you can start going ahead and say, you know what? He may be an option because I, I, I know Chris, uh, when he drafts, and I know when I draft, we like to go ahead and get two quality quarterbacks right near each other you know maybe it's like six to ninth rounds or seven to tenth however it falls in the draft i don't like to go ahead and leave myself hanging on a qb2 so you can start looking for him there as my best suggestion but i have a feeling he's going to start being reached higher upon when you and i or anyone else goes out there in their drafts we may be headed to the replay booth but we'll be right back with inside sports fantasy football 
Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I completely agree. And in that case, just let the the veterans that can put up numbers for you and slide into your your QB1 spot if there's injury or anything else wrong with your your first drafted quarterback let the value play I mean I'm thinking too some someone like a Matt Stafford comes to mind Gerald do you think that's someone who has was so beaten up last year and people are so down on that perhaps he ends up becoming a QB2 in some leagues if so maybe if he falls to you I think I'd rather have him than the Cam Newton not that I think he's essentially a light out fantasy quarterback at his age given his injuries but it's not a bad problem to have when Stafford's your number two even though it is the Lions. I mean, the guy has put up numbers in the past. So uh, moral of the story, I agree, don't reach for Cam. Let him come to you. Stafford's going to be picked higher, I think. Stafford is still thought of as a as a more sure bet uh, from what I'm seeing on, on all the, the draft scenarios, the draft analysts out there. People are still high on Matt Stafford. I mean, when the kid's healthy, the kid can throw. Same thing with Cam. When... Cam's ready to play, and if he's healthy, they're both going to be able to produce at a, at a pretty good clip. The thing is, can you keep them on the field? And if you can't, that's part of the problem because they both have that injury history right there. So you might be inclined to say, you know what, I might not be willing to take that risk and may go with someone safer that doesn't look like on the surface that they would be able to produce as good a numbers but at least I know that as an option, as a backup quarterback, or even a, a late-end QB1 are going to be able to go ahead and be on the field because they have the track record to prove it. Yeah, I agree, and I get it. My thinking is that Stafford's burned so many people over the last few years that maybe they're just um, going to stay away. He's radioactive, as it were. Or you know, um, even someone who's, who's not hurt as much, but people are down on. What, what do you think about like a, a Matt Ryan, especially with – him and his coach being on the hot seat this year. Maybe he's got something to prove. I don't know. I'm just throwing names out there because I'm grasping for straws to talk about anything fantasy or, or NFL related. But that's a that's another name that sticks out to me. You know, And like you said, you've got to have that number two quarterback. You can't take a flyer on someone. You can't think because, oh, I've got uh, Drew Brees, for instance, even at his advanced age or whatever the case is. I can wait till the 13th round to pick a quarterback. No, you don't want to do that. Um, if Cam's available there, God love you. That's great. The teams in your league really screwed up their drafts. You're not going to with yours, but it's it's so important, and we'll continue to talk about this throughout the uh, the off season as long as it ends up being. That Super Bowl love is gone, my friend. If Matt Ryan does not produce, I think he can get yanked. I think he can actually get taken out, and which is a shame because of the fact he he's not that far removed from a Super Bowl performance, but 
I'm going to tell you right now, the memory and the history for a lot of these players is very short. And if they don't produce at a high level continuously, they're on the bench, they're out, period. I mean, it just it, it just seems like that's the case almost every single time. So Matt Ryan is – I'm going to put Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, and Cam Newton as high-risk, high-reward players. Be wary draft at your own peril that type of deal because they can win you league but they can also get you right out of one completely agree those are the guys you take a flyer on later on when you're like oh he's still there what the heck do not make that the formation of i've got a conviction and i'm taking him in a single digit round don't do it so my friend that's been great conversation so far i truly appreciate it. it's great to get back in the saddle right here at inside sports fantasy football but before we head on out I think when you know, I I think it's time to go ahead and throw a bone over to you, my friend, because it's time to go ahead and woof woof woof, step right in to the doghouse. It's been a while. The dog's been lazy this summer so far, but it's it's good to come out of the house and bask in the sun for a little bit. Kind of hit on this earlier. Uh, we all are fantasy football players this time of year. The uh, magazines like to show up on the shelves with their rankings and predictions and whatnot. Remember, these things are written months in advance and are not necessarily accurate. But especially this year, I want you to try, and as hard as it is because there's not a heck of a lot to read about or focus on right now during these uh, these quiet times in professional sports, do not sign up for a draft. Even if you think your draft might be in August, I would more closely follow what's going on in the NFL, see what cues they give you about training camp. And me personally, I like drafting as close to the regular season as possible. Who knows if that's even going to happen August, September this year. It remains to be seen. But uh, in the interim, if you want to sign up for some mock drafts or practice drafts online, by all means do it. But I don't think they're going to have as much validity at this point in time heading into July 2020 as they would in, in previous years. Maybe read up on teams, see what's being reported. It's also hard, too, because a lot of these guys didn't have OTAs. Uh, unless you're Tom Brady going to practice in a uh, – park with his new buddies on the Buccaneers uh, hard to gauge who's doing what or how how players look right now especially rookies so uh, basically pump your brakes be patient just continue to read up on teams uh, as much as you can I know this is a quiet period anyway but don't do that draft yet just be patient my friends I wish you would have told that to my group sooner <laughs> in fact more than two weeks ago sooner <laughs> But I tell you what, like I said, it's a good group. And also check out our good friends at the Jock and Nerd Podcast. They're they're a great group. And you know, I know that it's going to be a fun league, but you're right. Normally I do take that advice when it comes to drafting at the last second. I usually do it for the baseball and basketball leagues and, and NFL leagues. I usually do it right near two, three, four days left before the start of the season. I think that's probably the best advice, especially with what's going on in coronavirus, because anything can happen and the season can be stopped and canceled without really any advance notice. Yeah, it's truly uncharted territory. And in your defense, two weeks ago, none of us really saw this next wave of outbreaks coming. I mean, I know some states opened earlier than others, but there really wasn't a heck of a lot of data pointing to that at various points through the news cycle. It was the the second story on the news, not the top story on the news, but that all changed on a dime. Yes, it did, my friend. Yes, it did. 
But I'll tell you what, it's just great talking to you. Once again, it's Chris Ardieri from Inside Sports. You got to check out what he's doing today at Chris L Sports on Twitter. Plus, check out his awesome podcast. What is that podcast again? Domination Sports Nation. And if you put it all into one word, you can follow us on Instagram as well. Available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, all the fine podcast hosts out there. Domination Sports Nation out there. It's a great podcast. And you got to go ahead and download today. Just like we thank you so much for listening here, I'm sure... Chris and his son obviously thanks you very much for listening in advance for his Domination Sports Nation podcast. Absolutely. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. Great catching up with you again. I'm just thankful I'm finally finished with that dynasty draft that seemingly <laughs> took forever. But you know what? Right now, Cam Newton, we actually know what's going to happen in his future, at least hopefully if he does have an NFL future. Who knows with the coronavirus, but at least we know now that his next year will be with the New England Patriots. Looking forward to some good news there for him. And in the coming weeks, we'll keep on continuing previewing the league as more news and more information comes up on the NFL. And I'll tell you what, it's just great for everybody listening. Any last thoughts on the way out, my friend? Oh, now that the uh, Cam mystery has been solved, I think here, let's just keep our fingers crossed. Hope we can move forward with training camp and have some actual football to digest. In the meantime, um, I guess we'll take the, the, the fingers on our left hand or right hand, depending on what you write with, cross those for MLB, NBA, and NHL to get started. Hoping here in a few weeks we'll have some actual sports to uh, kind of keep our minds occupied and entertained. That would be nice, my friend. That would be nice. I'll tell you what, it's been great talking to you. Once again, it's Chris Ardieri from Inside Sports. Catch what he's doing today at Chris L Sports on Twitter. We're available anytime at Inside Sports Fantasy Football on Facebook, Inside Sports on Facebook. You can also catch us at Pop Culture Cosmo on Twitter, IS Fantasy Football at Yahoo.com, or at Inside Sports FF on Twitter as well. All that you can get a hold of us for advice, for questions, for just NFL talk. You can go ahead and do it right there. We appreciate it if you did. And again, please give us that five-star review, like, subscribe, whatever you can do to follow our podcast. We truly appreciate it. And I'll tell you what, Chris, it's great to finally see a destination and a home for Cam Newton. I'm looking forward to what he can do out on the field if we actually can see what he's doing out on the field if the NFL season does get underway. But I'm looking forward to it and seeing how he fits for fantasy football owners out there as we move forward right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.